Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Welcome to another episode of Weekly Dose of Wicked. This week's episode is brought to you by Sierra's random onset of another laryngitis spell. Is that all I need to say? (laughs) I think so. I don't know why I keep losing my voice, but... It's because you talk too much. I don't know about that, but that could be true. I'm also loud. Loud as fuck. And you yell a lot. And I do. I yell a lot. Not intentionally. I just get excited and stuff. You get excited a lot. I do. Anyway, I'm just joking. My voice isn't that bad, but I really want to apologize to you guys because um, I know I sound like trash, but it was either sound like trash or you get no episode, so. And they already got no episode last week. Mm, well, no, because there will be, they didn't get an episode two weeks ago. Oh, whatever. Because uh, trash. Uh, it's fine, though. It's probably not fine with them, but it's fine with me. <laughs> it's fine with us so anyway i wanted to do the whole episode in my sexy cigarette mom voice but ashley told me no because she said you guys don't actually like me you don't think i'm funny it also hurts your throat it does hurt my throat but it's funny it is a little funny so anyway guys i'm super sorry about that um anyway we're gonna just jump on in here so it's just some things you guys need to do you need to go to www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can follow your favorite girls. <laughs> I can't even do it. I wouldn't even be able to make it through the whole episode. But anyway, Ashley, take it away. What can the people do? They can go to Patreon, sign up for our Patreon uh, for awesome levels. I can't think of what they are off the top of my head because you put me on the spot. Uh, the slightly wicked, the moderately wicked, the awesomely wicked, and the extraordinarily wicked. Yeah, those. You can follow us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can leave us a rating and review. You can send us an email or some snail mail to our P.O. Box. Don't know what that is, but it's on the link tree. It's uh, P.O. Box 1142, China Grove, North Carolina. But yeah, all of that is available on our link tree. You always have to show me up. I don't know what that is. And you're like, oh, I do, bitch. I do. Okay, anyways. So yeah, do all the things. And yeah, let's jump in. Do all the things. What do we got going on? Oh, uh, we haven't, since last time we recorded, I fixed my computer, guys. Oh, yeah. All by myself. We're using it right now. I'm really proud of myself. I did it all by myself. I got the little tiny screwdrivers. I got the new screen. I took the whole thing apart. I had to disconnect the battery. I had to disconnect the Wi-Fi harness. It was a lot of work, but I got it done. We're proud I'm of you. I'm super proud of that. We're all very proud of you. What else has happened in our lives since we recorded last? Our brother got a pig. Our mom got a pig. Yeah. Our well, mom slash brother got a pig. Slash dad. I don't know. They all wanted the pig, but now none of them do. So I'm not really sure about that. I'm not, not sure who it, it is, but... Also don't know its name because they all keep calling it random names. <laughs> it's cute though. It's a miniature pig. Yeah, it a is Juli- cute. A Juliana pig. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. It's a Juliana breed, which is just like a tiny pig. Yeah, it's cute. It is cute. Yeah, so that's pretty much all we got going on. So without further ado, uh, Ashley's going to give us a great episode and I'm going to react as much as I can, but I don't know if it would be better for me just to shut up. No, I think it's better for you to react. Okay. 
Okay. So, this episode contains no murder. Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> Why so, do you do this to me? Well, because last time I said that there was no murder, but that was a lie. There was murder. So, this time there really is no murder. Not okay. at all. No one dies. Okay. So, um, the last few weeks have been very heavy and a lot to chew. So, this week we're having a light little snack. It was last week. Oh, last week's was chew. Yeah. Chewy. Yeah. Hard to swallow. Yeah. Hard to chew. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was using the right word because of my early onset dementia. <laughs> oh my God, you're so stupid. <laughs> so anyways. I don't really have dementia. That was not nice of me to say. You have signs and symptoms. I have though. signs that I might have dementia when I'm old. I do. It's true. Okay. I believe you. I have multiple signs. I Multiple you. early signs. Okay. All right. Anyway, so what were you saying? Okay. So before we start, I have a serious question. Okay. Pancakes or waffles? Uh, waffles. So this case is about maple syrup. Oh, okay. It's a very important question. So, which were you? Waffles, of course. Okay, I was going to say. My kids are pancakes, though. Ugh. All three of them. I have to make them pancakes every single day. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the pancakes. I know it's the same batter, but it's just not the same. It's not the same batter. I mean, it's the same mix. You just add a little different ingredients to the mix. Not the same, though. Waffles are, like, crispier because they have the little holes in them. Yeah, I like the holes. I like the holes for my butter. Yeah, me too. And then pancakes are fluffier. Yeah, I don't like the fluffy. Me neither. I like the crispy. Okay, so tell me about the maple syrup. I mean, is this a crime? Like, I don't really understand why we're doing this. Sounds a little frilly. <laughs> it is a little frilly. It's not really what we're known for. I know, but I wanted to change it up. Okay, well, we're supposed to be wicked. What is wicked? It's wicked crazy. Okay. So, as we know, Canada loves maple syrup. Do we know that? Yes, it's part of their culture. I had no idea. Canada a maple leaf. Like oh, that's it's true. On the flag. That's true. Yeah, so they're all about their maple syrup. I didn't know they were all about maple syrup, but I guess that makes sense. Yes. So maple leaf on their flag. In Canada, they actually find it offensive if you serve someone impure or artificial maple syrup instead of the real deal. Oh. Which I they think would not like my house. <laughs> no. Because my 99-cent bottle of uh, maple syrup is not real. <laughs> I only buy the real deal. Uh, we don't actually really use maple syrup because I don't ever make myself waffles. And my kids eat pancakes with no syrup. Yeah, because they're weird. Well, no, because I give them flavored pancakes. I don't feel like they need maple syrup either. Mm. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> okay. I don't just make plain pancakes. <laughs> okay. I make strawberry cheesecake pancakes or banana chocolate chip or um, orange. Cranberry. What's that one? Yeah, orange cranberry. Like those. I make fun flavored or confetti when they have sprinkles in them. So they don't need syrup. You're not a regular mom. You're a cool mom. Right. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cigarette mom. <laughs> I'm just going to break that voice out randomly through the whole episode. Okay. I feel like if people love Southern Sierra, they're going to love Cigarette Mom Sierra. Yeah, maybe. When the prime minister visits other country, he brings maple syrup to them as a gift. Mm-hmm. Fancy. He'd get along really well with Cherry Blossom. Yeah, they would. <laughs> I was like, who? Oh, yeah. Yeah, from uh, Riverdale. Riverdale. I was going to say Riverside. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> I was going to say Stranger Things, and that wasn't right. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, anyways, um, Quebec is how you say it, I think. Quebec. Well, everything I listened to said that was wrong, and that's not how you're supposed to say it. You're supposed to say, like, Quebec. I don't know that I agree with that, but okay. So, I don't know. I'm going to probably say Quebec. I mean, I thought it was Quebec, but now you have me concerned. No, everything said Quebec. (laughs) That's how you say it. That's weird. It's because we're not from Canada. We're not up on the Canadian terms. Well, that's probably like um, era versus era, right? 
Is that right? Era and era? Is the same word? One of them is the British pronunciation and the other is the American. Okay. Are you looking up how to say it? They're saying Quebec. Quebec. That's what I said. Well, that's what I thought it was, but everything I read said it wasn't. It was Quebec. <laughs> did you know you could slow her down? Quebec. Did you know you could slow it <laughs> no, down? No, I did not know that. <laughs> so anyways, however you want to say that, maple syrup capital. Yeah. They produce the most maple syrup. 95% of Canada's maple syrup and 70% of the world's. That's kind of crazy. One little province in Canada. I didn't actually realize that... Um so much maple syrup came from Canada. Me either. Like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> is Quebec a small province? No, it's not small. Okay. I was going to say, I think Quebec was pretty large. It's like two or three times the size of Texas. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's a pretty big place, but whatever. I know a little bit about Canada. Oh, yeah. A little bit, eh? Yeah, nothing about their maple syrup, though. <laughs> You're going to learn a lot today. Okay. I know all there is to know about maple syrup. Okay. I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. So there are 13... 1,500 producers of maple syrup in Quebec alone. A barrel of maple syrup is 55 gallons and currently sells for $1,800. Wait, what? Let me read that again. A barrel of maple syrup is 55 gallons and it currently sells for $1,800. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? It makes sense, though, because maple syrup is expensive as shit. That's why I buy yeah. the 99-cent thing. Yeah. The fake artificial. Now, sometimes I do splurge and I get the good maple syrup. Like, for Thanksgiving, I got good maple syrup. Yeah. Because I made that German pancake. Right. Yeah, that was delicious. And I was actually going to get cheap maple syrup, and mom told me no. <laughs> and actually, the only reason I bought it is because it came with a free thing of pancake mix. Oh, there you go. So it was like $14, though, for yeah. that little tiny thing of it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. insane. Maple syrup is expensive. I believe it. Yeah. So today at work, we were all like, we are in the wrong field. We're going to quit and move. <laughs> were, you, were you telling your coworkers <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. We decided we're not going to move to Canada. But maybe to, like, Vermont or New York. They have maple syrup there. Yeah. So, anyways, um, in comparison, a barrel of oil is 42 gallons, and it sells for $85. Yeah. And the most expensive oil has ever been is $147 a barrel. So, the barrels are a tad smaller, but still, that is quite a discrepancy. $85 to $1,800. That's $32 a gallon. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm sorry. That's $32 a gallon. Thank you. Don't let that Yankee come out. It does. Every time I say that, AL. Oh, I know. Galen. Calendar. I'm just thinking about you trying to teach Allison's kid. <laughs> to say that. I did. I tried to teach my best friend's son how to say um, calendar and Galen. What else did I? It, that's Galen. not what I started with, though. I didn't start with Galen or calendar. I started with um, sausage. Yeah, sausage. <laughs> I was like, hey, say sausage. And he was like, no. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't going for it, but he's a southern boy, southerner through and through. Yeah. I just thought it would be funny. Yeah, because she hates when you pronounce things like that. She, it makes her skin crawl. Because <laughs> sometimes my Yankee, it just slips out. Yeah. It's because you're a mixed breed. I am. I'm a mutt. Me too. It's okay. So anyways, maple syrup is a multi-million dollar industry. I mean, I'd say so at $32 a gallon. Yeah, yeah exactly. So what comes with huge, successful products? Hatred and fighting and... Mm, yes, but also government regulations. Oh, okay. I was thinking like <laughs> fighting families, like feuding for maples or... No. I mean, I'm sure there has been some feuds in the past, but that's not what this is about. But I was going to say government regulations. Makes sense. So in 1966, the Federation of Maple Syrup Producers was created. 
<laughs> Why are you laughing at that? The Federation of Maple Syrup Producers. Like, it's called FPAC. Okay. But I'm just going to call it the Federation from now on because that's quite a mouthful. Okay. So a bunch of producers joined together to create a government sanctioned system. Did to- you say FPAC? Yeah, because when you say it in French. Oh, okay. I was like, that doesn't make sense. It's F-P-A-Q. Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, maple syrup, the the Federation of Maple Syrup Producers. That would be (laughs) F-M-S-P. That would not be back. But okay, in in French, French, it is. I forget some Canadians speak French. Yeah, Um, apparently a lot. Yeah, it's true. Because one of the documentaries I watched was like, the whole thing was in French. It was not fun. I had to read it the whole time. Okay. (laughs) So anyways. FPAC. So it was a bunch of producers joined together to create a government sanctioned system to allow a stable income for maple syrup producers and a reasonably priced product for consumers. Before the Federation was formed, it was not uncommon for producers to go bankrupt because their product relies on the environment. If the weather conditions aren't exactly right throughout the year, then they don't have any syrup to sell. It also caused huge hikes in the price during unsuccessful years. So the answer to their problem seemed easy. The Federation was created and it took over all of the production. So the way that it worked was producers would apply through the Federation to be issued a license to make and sell syrup. The producers would then make the syrup and send it to the Federation who would store it in warehouses and would take a cut of $50 a barrel, which doesn't seem like that much, but um, compared to, not compared, I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Hold on, I'm lost. Because you're a baboon. Because I'm a baboon. Um, it doesn't seem like a lot, but um, compared to... I don't know why I keep saying compared. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? I don't know, because my sentence here doesn't make sense. But anyways, when you think about it, they make a lot of maple syrup. Right. So $50 a, a barrel isn't that much, but how many barrels there are, that's a lot of money for the Federation. That's what I was going with. I don't know where compared came from. I, don't know. I typed it, but like it didn't That's make sense. That's not the right sense. word. No. So anyways, <laughs> the Federation had a list of um, approved exporters who would then distribute to the rest of Canada and to other countries. And with the Federation, there were very strict rules. They decided who could produce. They set the price, who and where the syrup was exported to. And they created a quota of how much syrup to produce each year. Mm-hmm. So they created quite the monopoly, and no one else could compete with them. Well, yeah, I mean, they're the Federation. They sound important. Yeah, they do. But it started out, it kind of seems like it was just some producers that got together. But then over time, the government stepped in I think and backed the Federation. I think that's how most things occur. Yes. I feel like the fi- the founding fathers were just some guys that were, like, chilling, hanging out. Yeah. And then look at us now. Yeah. Now we got a full government, so. We got a full government. We came a long way. So they made it illegal for anyone to produce in Quebec and would give out hefty fines for anyone who didn't follow the rules. Um, The fines ranged anywhere from $50,000 to millions of dollars. All for doing maple syrup behind the government's back. That is crazy. I mean, it seems like it was a pretty, uh, I forgot the word because the dementia I'm having. (laughs) (laughs) What's the word? Lucrative. I'm having a really, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. There you go. Seems like a really lucrative. Um business business i'm having a really hard time it's really not funny it's really not ashley i'm really worried about my doctor i've been having a really hard time thinking of normal words lately and so i looked it up and it says that i probably have aphasia which is one of like the earliest signs of 
a life of like leading to either Alzheimer's or dementia or like any of those brain diseases. So you should get that checked out. I don't think there's anything you can do about it. I mean, well, maybe, I don't know. I think I don't work on brains. I don't know, but yeah, I've been having a really hard time with normal words lately. Yeah. I have noticed. I know it's bad. Like it's so bad. I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe you have COVID. No, I don't think so. It's been going on for like two months. Okay. Well, maybe not. I mean, you know, it's been going on for quite some time, but this past week's been really bad. No. It's like when I very you know first what it started is? That medicine. I know what it is. What? It's that bird. Not letting you sleep. It's a freaking bird. That's what it is. Kill the bird. I can't kill a bird. It's smarter than me. No, it keeps flying away from me. <laughs> well, just shoot through the window. No. I'm not going to blow up my window. <laughs> That's what it is. It's because I'm not getting enough sleep because I have a bird that keeps flying into my window. Every day. From 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Every single day. And dumb I can't bird. sleep. It's not smarter than you. It's dumb. I know, but when I go out there, so the other day I was fed up. I went out there with a BB gun and I was, gonna, I was going to teach a lesson, but it flew away. Yeah. It gets away from me. And then yesterday, yeah, yesterday we went to go leave. It was mocking me. <laughs> it was sitting on the fence across the street. Yeah. How do you know well, it's the same bird? Because I know the bird. <laughs> it flies into my window every single day from 4 to 6 a.m. Why don't you open your curtains? I thought you were going to say open my window so it come in. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, because that's the problem. It's like, it's like a I lose either way. Yeah. Because like if I leave my curtain shut, the bird flies in. But if I open my curtains, the sun comes in and it mm. wakes me. Okay. So open your curtain and wear an eye mask. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> might be a solution might be anyway hopefully it's just lack of sleep and i don't actually have any health problems but i'm having a really hard time with words yeah maybe all right continue tell me about the lucrative business of okay fining for maple syrup okay so they find really hefty fines and those fines went straight back to the federation the hefty fines would often bankrupt anyone trying to go behind the federation the law in Quebec is that all sap that flows from the trees belongs to the Federation. Even if those trees... That's not how that works at all. Well, it does there. No. That's Absolutely I not. I mean, yeah, I can see them saying that. That sounds like government overstep. Yeah. But like, no, if it's my tree, it's my syrup. Well, they disagree. If it's on, no. Even if it's on private property. I don't care. The it's tree my is, sap. Oh. That's kind of like, you know, like... Living on the lake, mom couldn't cut down the bushes that she wanted to cut down. Okay, but that's not the same at all. She doesn't own the lake. Duke I mean, Energy, owns but the she lake. owns the property that the lake is on. She doesn't though. Duke Energy owns so many feet of the of the shore, so she doesn't. Okay, but it's the same thing. They're owning trees on your property. They're owning the lake on your property. Okay, but like, I understand the bushes of on the lake because Duke Energy owns so many feet off of the shore but like you're telling me if i have a tree 500 feet into my property you own my sap no that's what this law says so if any canadians if that law is not true and i got that wrong let me know i mean i'm sure the law is true i'm not doubting you i'm just saying that they clearly don't know how to write laws (laughs) that's what i'm saying i believe that it's a law (laughs) that's what they said i just believe that that's a government overstep right there oh 100 i'm not a fan I'm I'm not either. So this is why I can't be in Canada producing maple syrup. This is why I have to go to Vermont. I mean, I don't know. Because you might get so lucrative that 
Our government might be like, we own all the sap in your trees. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I guess they could do that. that. Sounds like something they could do. I guess. So if the Federation had any reason to believe that someone wasn't following their rules, they would hire private investigators. Where's to get- the crime here? I'm not there yet. I'm telling you about the maple syrup. Okay. I just want to make sure we're actually going to get a crime. This isn't just like a lesson on maple syrup. <laughs> no, there is a crime. Okay. Just All listen. Right. Okay, I'll be quiet. I'll rest my voice. <laughs> now you made me lose what I was saying. Anyways, if they didn't follow the rules, they would hire private investigators to find them and get dirt on them. And then once they had enough, they would seize their maple syrup. They would just take their maple syrup away from them. That was so crazy. How long ago was this? Like now. Oh, okay. <laughs> now. <laughs> right now. Yesterday. I mean, yeah. Okay. The crime occurred in 2012. Okay. So, not that long ago. Okay. So, a lot of people describe the Federation as a legal cartel. What are you doing? I was yawning. Okay. <laughs> I just heard, like, weird noises over there. I was yawning. I'm really tired. It's 9 o'clock. Yeah. Just late. This is a late recording for us. Yeah, let's get it on. So, the Federation... <laughs> Let's get on with it, is what I meant. Let's not get it on. <laughs> Let's get on with it. I, I can't even sing it, so it doesn't matter. I was going to, but my voice yeah, was no. going to give out. Rest your voice. Let's get it on. No. No. The Federation created the Global Strategic Maple Syrup Reserve, where they stored syrup that was produced over the quota and would wait until it was needed to release it to the market. So... If there was years where there was not enough maple syrup produced, they would just take it from the reserve. The problem with this was that the producers didn't get paid until their syrup was actually sold. What? (laughs) You remember that time the grandpa had us over for breakfast? I write that in here. Okay. (laughs) We can talk about it then. (laughs) It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So if you had a very prosperous year and produced well above the quota, then all that extra syrup that you made was stored and you didn't make any profit from it until sometimes years later. That's ridiculous. So seemed kind of weird to me. So I looked it up and Google says that syrup keeps indefinitely. I'm happy to hear that. Which makes sense because you remember that time grandma served us breakfast? <laughs> That's all I could think when you're like, and they in a reserve for years. And I'm like, oh, that makes me feel so much better yeah. about that time that grandpa fed us breakfast. <laughs> it was breakfast for dinner and he made us pancakes and sausage. And yeah. he like pulled out the maple syrup and it was the biggest thing of maple syrup I've ever seen. <laughs> and we like all ate our pancakes. He's like, isn't that good maple syrup? I bought it in New York seven years ago. <laughs> and we were like, What? <laughs> They were so yeah. grossed out, yeah. like we were disgusted by the seven-year-old. It probably was even longer than that. I don't remember how long ago it was, but. Yeah, I don't know. I said six. I was thinking, I mean, it was a long time. And he was like, yeah, it's the best maple syrup ever. I've had it for seven years. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know that it keeps seven years once you open it. <laughs> I don't know either. But In the reserve, it's indefinite that because it's not open. Makes me feel better, though. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can immediately think, though, was grandpa's maple syrup. Yeah, me too. 
That's immediately what I thought. And we were like, oh, good job, Grandpa. That was so good. And he was like, yeah, I've had that maple syrup for 12 years. And we were like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a good breakfast anymore. Thank you anyways. Well, it was good, but we were a little scared yeah. of the old maple syrup. It was good, though, and it didn't taste old. Was it, it, just, it was just you and I, right? Yeah. I thought so. I drove us there because I was a good sister. Yeah. And drove I you think, everywhere. I think it was just like me, you, and Grandpa. I don't think Grandma was there either. I don't think so. And it wasn't dinner. It was like three o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it was. But he had us over for dinner. Right. Yeah. He was cute. It was. Yeah, I don't know. It was cute. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you girls want to come over for dinner? Yeah, I don't remember where Grandma was. She wasn't there, though. No. It was just the three of us. Eating memory. old maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> it tasted good, so whatever. And according yeah. to Canadians, it's indefinitely good, so. Unopened. That was opened. <laughs> uh, whatever. It's fine, Ashley. You know what? We we survived. We lived. And it, it created a core memory for us. That's true. Because we both remembered it when yeah. we spoke of old maple syrup. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Uh, so, a lot of people don't agree with the Federation. And they don't agree maple syrup is good indefinitely? No, they don't agree with the Federation. Oh, they as a group. Like, yes. They don't want them. Okay. I yes. feel like they didn't agree with their choices. No. Just like like half the beats divided. Like half of them are like for it and half of them are against it. Okay. And the sides are very strong in their beliefs. Okay. Almost like politics in America. Yeah. Okay. But maple syrup politics. Okay. So, because of the strict rules of the Federation, people went around them and created a black mar- market for maple syrup. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're so stupid. I actually really love when my voice is like this. Yeah, do you? I do. I think it's fun. <laughs> Okay. I think it's kind of sexy and sultry. I don't think that's it. <laughs> it is funny, but I don't think it's I sexy think it's and funny, sultry. And I think it makes for my, my, honestly, that voice is more like Roz from Monsters Inc. And it makes that voice much better. Yeah. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. Except she didn't talk that fast. I know. Mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. There you go. <laughs> but it makes that voice much better than when I'm doing it, uh. Without my sick voice. Yeah. Black market for maple syrup. Some producers either didn't want to go through the Federation at all, or some of them wanted to sell their excess to the black market. Oh, that makes sense to me. They didn't want to keep it in storage for years. I don't blame them. Me either. I think it's ridiculous. If you're going to take their syrup, pay them for it then. Right. And clearly you've got the money because you're fining people millions of dollars for right breaking the rules. Like Clearly you have money to pay for the syrup up front. Right. I agree. So the way the black market works is then producers would go through barrel rollers to get their syrup to exporters. So the barrel rollers would like go at the dead of night and move barrels. So like moonshine era. The exporters who worked with them usually lived outside of Quebec in places like New Brunswick and Ottawa because there weren't regulations on syrup there and that they could export it from there. But in Quebec, it's illegal to export syrup, so the Federation still says that those outside exporters were breaking the law because they're taking their syrup. Right, their syrup. From their trees on their property. So another crazy fact is that there are lawyers there who specialize in maple syrup. So like contract lawyers, business lawyers, divorce lawyers, maple syrup lawyers. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. In 2010, there was a very significant legal battle in Quebec against the Federation about their hefty fines saying that they were unconstitutional. I would agree. I mean, I would agree too. And those people actually won, and the fines were halted for a while. But then six months later, the government made a new law that allowed for the fines. Yep. Only six months later, 
the government made a new law that allowed for the fines to be reinstated. Interesting. So it made that divide between those for and against the Federation even bigger. Okay, so now to the crime. All of that background on maple syrup leads up to the actual crime. On August 24th of 2012, the Federation was doing its yearly audit in their warehouses. <laughs> the inspectors would typically climb these large piles of barrels to inspect them and make sure everything looked in order. But when the inspectors climbed on the giant pile, it seemed very unsteady and some barrels actually fell over. Oh. Which was really strange because these barrels weighed 600 pounds. That is strange. So, um, there should have been no... I'm assume they're empty. Yeah. Okay. So there should have been no reason for it to fall over. Upon investigation, they found that a number of barrels were empty and others were filled with water. The Federation did this? The Federation did not do it, but someone did. Oh, okay. I'll say it was weird for the Federation to fill them with water. <laughs> no, the Federation didn't do so it. So someone stole the syrup? Yes. Oh my gosh. It was the great maple syrup heist. Of 2010? 2012. Oh, I think so it was in 2010. <laughs> 2012. Oh, okay. No, the last thing was in 2010. The, okay. the, the, the great suing. maple syrup heist of 2012. Yes. It? So they reported this to the provincial. Is that how you say that? I have no idea. Anyways, the cops. They reported it to them. And it started the largest police investigation in Quebec history. Hot maple syrup. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? I mean, do they not have anything else going on? <laughs> no, it's the biggest crime they've ever had. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the investigation started by going through all of the barrels to see exactly how much syrup was missing. This took a couple of weeks, but they found out that there were 9,561 barrels tampered with, which totaled 540,000 gallons of maple syrup. Yeah, that's a lot of maple syrup. You want to take a guess how much that was worth? Can I have a calculator? (laughs) No. You said 500,000 gallons? Yeah. Mm, 1.5 million? No. 150,000? No. I don't know. Eight. Million dollars. Oh, okay. I was way off. <laughs> yeah, you were. I was thinking 5,000 gallons, $32 a gallon. That's how I was doing my math. That was wrong. Because like three times five is 15. Right, but it was 500,000 gallons. Oh, I was doing 5,000. Yeah. Gallons. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 18 million. I think I was doing 50,000. I did 5,000. Yeah. It was 500. Okay. 540,000 gallons. I mean, that makes sense. So I should have guessed 15 million. That would have been closer. 500,000 gallons. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, $18 million. Some of the barrels were drained completely and others were refilled with water. Because of this, um, some of the barrels were rusted. So, when the water would freeze in the barrels, it would leak out and cause rust. And syrup doesn't freeze, so there was no reason there should be rust on any of the barrels. Yeah. So, dead giveaway to which ones had been tampered with. There was also scratches on all of the 9,000 barrels that had been tampered with. So these factories have special forklifts that they use to move the barrels so they didn't cause any damage to their pristine barrels. Okay. So very strange that 9,000 of them had scratches all over them. That's a lot of barrels. Yeah. So (laughs) this was just one warehouse. There was like six warehouses. That's crazy. 9,000 barrels were tampered with. Right. And so in this documentary, it was like showing them and it was just like walls and walls and walls of barrels. And it was like a huge warehouse building that's crazy like i wonder what percentage of the maple syrup that was yeah i don't know i mean it couldn't have been very high if nobody noticed until they audited it right 
Yeah. So it kind of seemed, though, that, like, they would just, like, put the maple syrup in them, and then, like, they wouldn't touch them until they needed them. Right. So, like, there was nothing else. Once the barrels were there, they weren't touched until they needed them. Right. So the investigation included a questioning of 223 witnesses. And some names that kept coming up were, I'm sorry that I'm going to say these names really bad, but they're like French. Avic Caron, Richard Valeris, and Etienne St. Perry. When the Federation talked to the police, they also mentioned those names because they were all big players in the syrup game and they had screwed the foundation over numerous times. So they said, hey, go check these guys out. So Avic was the owner of the warehouse that the syrup was stolen from. He bought this particular warehouse in 2010 and was approached by the Federation in 2011 asking if they could rent his warehouse for maple syrup storage. This was his first induction into the industry. Looking into his past, they found that he had a criminal record. He had fraud charges against him involving the fake stealing of a car to his insurance company. I mean, I assume that he just, like, hid the car and then said it was stolen. I don't know. There was a lot of details. I guess. I don't know how else you would fake steal a car, but yeah. okay. I don't know. Maybe he had a friend steal it, and then, I don't know. That's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Richard was one of the most well-known barrel rollers. He had been fined over a million dollars in his illegal handling of maple syrup. And St. Perry, I'm not going to use his first name because I can't say it was an exporter who had a pretty big export business right outside of Quebec. But other than the suspicions and people's accusations, there was no evidence against any of them. Another hard part of the investigation was that there was no way to find the syrup. They put all of the syrup in new containers, so there was no barcodes, it wasn't traceable, and most likely the syrup had already been sold on the black market and it was in other countries being eaten at the time of the investigation. Uh, yeah, probably. So, I mean, not you, because you don't buy real maple syrup, but some of the bottles I bought might have been stolen maple syrup. <laughs> Heaven forbid. <laughs> That's crazy. Clutching my pearls now as I think about it. <laughs> I didn't mean I was going to steal yours. Huh? So I didn't mean I was a thief. I know, but I just, like, the blasphemy. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, clutching my pearls, like you're going to steal my pearls. No, I was clutching my pearls, <laughs> like, in shock. That's yeah, what okay, that is. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, clutching my pearls in shock that you could have eaten stolen maple syrup. Heaven forbid that should occur. I actually wouldn't give a rat's ass if I was eating stolen maple syrup. I would just enjoy it either way. <laughs> it was probably cheaper. Maybe. Since it was from the black market. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So the best evidence that they had were the scratches on the barrels. They were consistent with a normal forklift. So the police started contacting the nearby rental businesses, and they found a forklift rented by an by Sebastian Jutras, which was a truck driver who worked for the Federation. And Sebastian had connections to both Avic and Richard. When they questioned Sebastian, he denied having any involvement and that his only um, connections to them were because they were all in the syrup industry, nothing else. He eventually did break down, though, and admitted that he did transport for Avic, but he didn't know the syrup was stolen. He said he was just a driver, and it wasn't his business what he was driving. I mean, it does cause zero sense to mind your own business, so I'm on his side. <laughs> you do teach that to your children. <laughs> I think that that's going to be, like, my <laughs> phrase they remember their whole lives. Yeah. I mean, and it's true. It's true, and I try to instill that in them because mind, just mind your own business. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're doing illegal things, though, 
probably shouldn't do them. Disagree? I mean, like he was doing illegal things. I mean, yeah, he was transporting stolen goods. But did, but that wasn't his business. He was just hired to do a job. Well, he goes to jail, so. Well, then maybe he shouldn't have minded his business in that situation. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, a majority of the time, it just pays off to mind your own business. Yeah, that is true. I agree. So I don't blame him. That's my philosophy. He also admitted to the police that Evic asked him if he knew a contact for a barrel roller, and he gave him Richard's number. But he still denied that he was involved, just that he drove the truck. However, I watched um, Dirty Money on Netflix. I haven't and, heard of that. Do I need to watch it? Yeah. It's all about, like, white-collar crime. Oh, I don't like white-collar, so I won't watch that. Okay, well, never mind. Unless there's any <laughs> mid... Is there any red-collar in it? I don't know. I don't watch it very often. I've only watched a few episodes. Okay. But um, in that episode, they had, like, videos of him being questioned, and he says that, you know, he knew what was going on. He put it together, but then this whole time he's, like, denying it that he didn't know what he was doing, and he was just doing his job. So make up your mind, dude. When they questioned Avic and Richard, again, they just denied it. When St. Paris was questioned, he admitted that he did sell some maple syrup from Richard, but... Didn't know where it was from. He didn't ask. Not his business. I agree. <laughs> so the scheme that they had going on was that Avic would steal the barrels. He um, used a portion of his warehouse for his own business, so he was there pretty much every day. So it wouldn't be suspicious for him to take the barrels. There was only one security guard on duty at the time. So it would be pretty easy to either just sneak by him or to pay him off. They would then take the barrels to a cabin on the lake where they would transfer them into new barrels and fill the old barrels with water from the lake. And Ew, take them. dirty water? Yeah. That's gross. I mean. Unsanitary. I mean, yeah, but it, no one was going to use it. I mean, eventually when they emptied the water out, like once they went to go use it. I mean, yeah, and then it would be water and then they couldn't put it into jars, so. I don't know that it really matters if it's dirty water okay. or clean water. It doesn't make it any different. Okay, whatever you say. Um, they also used dummy barrels that had the exact same paint color and fraudulent stickers that looked like the Federation stickers. Ooh. They would then take their barrels to another warehouse where Richard would organize it with St. Paris to send them to the U.S., Germany, and Japan. So a big flaw in the plan that led to them being caught was that some point they stopped filling the barrels. Oh, they just left them empty. They got lazy. Yeah. So some things that I read said that they just got lazy and they quit doing it. Other things said that the lake froze, so they didn't have a water source. Could they not have used their faucet? Right. Could they not have used another water source? Again, right. I think that's just them being lazy. I think it's just them being lazy because I think that they could just fill them in the bathtub. Yeah. I mean, you would think so. Or with a water hose. Or rocks. Yeah. I mean, they could have filled them with anything. Yeah, but I think rocks probably would have been more noticeable than water that's liquid. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, the unsteadiness of the barrels is what caused them to look more into them. If they weren't unsteady, they probably would have just moved on, and then it would have taken a little longer. Right. They wouldn't have fallen on them, and then they wouldn't have even known they were empty. Right. If they would have kept filling them with water. Right. Idiots. I mean, eventually, they probably would have caught them, but... I mean, yeah. 
So they did this scheme for about a year from 2011 to 2012, which is crazy because he that's didn't get the warehouse. a lot of maple syrup to steal in a year. I know. I mean, that's a lot. I know. 9,000 barrels. That's a lot. Like, how many is that a day? Like, hundreds? Yeah, hundreds. Right? No. Okay, let me do the math. Well, I guess it probably is hundreds. I mean, I am an accountant. 26. Oh. <laughs> let, me, let me do the math again make sure 9500 divided by 365 26 okay just kidding well whatever we're not mathematicians but so he got this warehouse in 2011 or that's when the federation started using it and he started stealing in 2011 so probably pretty immediately well, the yeah. mail service there and he was like i'm gonna steal it yeah so eventually Richard talks and says that he was involved, but he was in too deep. He realized that Avic was not a good business partner and he wanted out, but he couldn't stop because Avic was connected to the Italian mafia and threatened his life and his family's lives if he stopped or told anyone about the scheme. And there was also a part where they were going over like text messages that they found on these burner phones and... One, it didn't say, like, who texted who, but I assume it's between uh, Richard and Avic. So one of them is like, um, the Federation, they saw our trucks. What are we going to do? And the other one was like, calm down, please. <laughs> Very Canadian. <laughs> Not like, calm the fuck down, dude. He's like, calm down, please. <laughs> I do think Canadians are awfully polite. Yeah, I thought that was funny. So pretty much everyone in this game got in trouble. Uh, Sebastian, the driver, testified against the rest of them, so he received the smallest punishment, and he was charged with trafficking of stolen goods, and he only got eight months in jail. So, he minded his own business and got in trouble. St. Perry lost his business. That's not where I was going to start. St. Perry, even though his business wasn't in Quebec, it was still illegal because he exported goods from Quebec. During the investigation, they seized all of his syrup, took all of his business documents, froze his bank accounts, and ultimately shut down his business. And he was given two years of home arrest and a million-dollar fine. So, I feel like he got a lot. How is he going to pay his million-dollar fine if they took all of his money? Right. That's silly. I don't know how they're going to pay it. They're going to bankrupt him because that's what they like to do. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. A Vic was charged with fraud, trafficking, stolen goods, and theft, and he was sentenced to six years in jail and 1.7 million dollar fine. Richard profited the most of the scheme and was given the harshest punishment. He was charged with fraud, trafficking, stolen goods, and theft, and was sentenced to eight years with a 10 million dollar fine. Um, he eventually got to go in front of the Supreme Court. And his fine was lessened to $1 million, which is what he actually profited. How do you only profit a million dollars if he stole all of that maple syrup? Because he had to, like, share his cuts. $17 million worth of cuts? Yeah, I don't know. That's what it said. It's probably because he sold that $18 million worth of maple syrup for, like, Cheap. five mil. Maybe. That's probably why, because he probably took a huge loss on it. Probably. But it was actually a gain because he stole it. Right. <laughs> so not really a loss. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Okay. Yeah. So that's all. That's the end that's of the end maple of syrup heist. You know who should have gotten in trouble? Who? The Federation. Yeah. That's where I was hoping this was going. I was hoping we were going to shut down the Federation. No. Federation's still going strong. Stealing people's sap. Yeah. From their trees. I'm not a fan of that. Where no. are Canadian listeners? Are any of you uh, maple syrup farmers? Producers. Oh. 
Producers? You don't farm maple syrup? I don't know. They call them producers. Mm. It's just crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, there's no murder, which is what I came here for, so that's disappointing. But but it was a good one regardless. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. But it was, it was really kind weird. of fun. It was actually really weird. I would shit a brick if I was find a million dollars for some maple syrup. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. That's insane. And like eight years in prison? Yeah. Over maple syrup? People get less prison time for murder. Yeah, well, maple syrup is a big deal in Canada. That's crazy. Absolutely insane. Canadians, they love their maple syrup. That's very good, though. I liked it. Thank you. It was light. I liked it. It was light. It was nice. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was a good break. And we'll be back to some heavy murder next week. Yeah, thanks. My, next week's my week. I was actually going to do a case on cotton candy. Oh, well, that's unfortunate because I just do maple syrup. <laughs> just kidding. I don't look at any cotton candy. Well, maybe in a month or two. No, I don't think there's any cotton candy cases. There might be. That's your job to find us one? No. That was rude. I don't want to find a case on cotton candy. Okay, fine. All right, well, I liked that. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully next week I'll sound better. Um, if not, I'll do the cigarette mom voice for you again. I'm sure they'll love that. I think that they will. Ashley said you guys wouldn't like it, but I think it's funny funny as shit. So, <laughs> When you find yourself funny as shit. All the I time, do so. find myself funny because I'm hilarious. And also pretty much everyone else laughed but you. <laughs> I'm just I saying. laughed. No, just not like not, not like everyone else. No, not as Dad thought it was hilarious. So did Allison. So. <laughs> I'm pretty funny. That wasn't a good one. No. I don't know if I can do it again. <laughs> it takes a lot out of you. It hurts my throat. I'm freaking hilarious. Okay, thank you. It's because it's, it's like that voice, but then I also have that accent with it. Yeah. It is funny. Okay. <laughs> Email us and tell us, tell me that I'm funny, please. Can you guys all tell Ashley she's wrong and that you guys find me funny? <laughs> I mean, I think they find you funny. I like to think they find me funny and you serious. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm funny sometimes. I was just joking. I was going to say annoying, but that was me. Oh, well, I think either way, serious or annoying was both mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll catch you next week when we do a whole new episode. I can even, like, sing at all. There's no, no. singing with this voice at all. No. That's a disappointment. That is. You want me to sing it? What? A whole new episode. It's not how I do it. I don't know how you do it. However, the, I feel. I just feel okay, good. Okay, so what was wrong with that one, then? I didn't feel that in my bones. A whole new episode! No. Catch you next week when we cover a whole new case. No, I can't. No, it's okay. Your singing will come back. Okay, bye. Bye. No, I can't even say bye. Bye. Bye, guys. See you next week. (laughs) Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to 
www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash W-D-O-W, where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or, you know, like podcasting equipment, which would probably be a better use of our money. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked, or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones. Or you can give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked. Or you know what? You could just do both because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly, weekly Dose of Wicked. Wicked. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X dot com.